If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you, and we are so excited to be at the beginning of season two. So I'm here with my colleague, Jill. How you doing, Jill? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about some things we read over the summer. Well, this is, we needed, we needed more time the last time we were together. So I think we need to come back here and revisit some of the summer media that um, we, we kind of started talking about something you and I read over the summer, but we received many responses from teachers on Facebook about things that they read over the summer. And we wanted to share those as well. So we're, if we have time, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about our experience with forgive everyone, everything, but let's first throw it to our Facebook comments. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun to see that there's there is a wide range. As teachers, we read things for ourselves. We read things that help us be better teachers, and they and we also read things um, as we work on our spiritual growth. And so it was fun to see the range that people contributed of what they had been reading over the summer. And again, this is from our Facebook group. It's the Catholic Teachers Lounge on Facebook. You can find the group. You can join the group. It's super fun to get ideas from fellow teachers, and that's one way we're doing that. Okay. So as, okay. So as I was reading through, I was actually kind of excited because a couple of people who responded took pictures of the book covers, which was um, actually very helpful. And I read a couple of these books. So I'm excited to share. And you know what, here's the thing, like, this is funny because I've talked about this book on the podcast before it's called how to raise an adult. Do you remember me talking about this, Joe? I don't, but shout out to Courtney Smith. She is the principal at St. Patrick in Portland, Michigan. So thank you, Courtney, for mentioning this book that Colleen loves. And so Courtney and I had a little exchange back and forth <laughs> because I yeah, was like, yes, fun. I love this book so much. And not only is it something that's applicable to, you know, how you do, uh, you know, work with your own children in your own household as a parent, but there's so much that you can take that applies to the classroom as well. So I, I would imagine so. It's how to raise an adult. Read. Sorry, Colleen, but it's like totally uh -huh. it's it's like obviously by the concept of the title, it's it's our job as teachers yeah. to accompany parents. And so for accompany parents mm -hmm. so that we can walk alongside them until their children hit adulthood, then this makes a lot of sense. And there are, you know, the, the, some of the high points, it's, it's not a, it's not a thin book, you know, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a substantial read, but it is, there's just so much to it that makes sense when you are accompanying parents or even when you're working with, uh, you know, 
your your kids' friends that spend time in your house, you know, during the summertime, things like that. So, you know, just a lot of how to not put pressure on kids, how to not allow society to put pressure on you as a parent to, you know, ha- have certain expectations or approach things in, in certain ways. And so just really good advice for, for teachers and parents as well. So yeah, I love that one. Um, another one. Okay. So Jill, there are, again, like different things that we read for different purposes, right? So we've talked about like the spiritual, spiritual nourishment, spiritual enrichment piece, but there's, you know, we read for entertainment too, right? So <laughs> I consume a lot of junk um, over the summer and also sometimes throughout the school so year. Do I. But, um, I, yeah, I consume so do a lot I. of junk, junk media. <laughs> well, and it's fun to read stuff that you it has nothing to do with your own life that takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. We read to escape. We say about we say that to kids, right? Sometimes we yes. read to escape. That's why I read fairy tale. And so we read to mm-hmm. escape as adults. It's good to still have a good like conscious as you read this stuff because sometimes it's, it is just garbage. But it, it is good to go into a totally different world so that you can get away from real life. And and we can celebrate that. That's no problem. I think so too. And you know, what are the, th- I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I read Nancy Drew books and I, and I do read Nancy Drew books all the time. Like that's not just a summer thing. I read them all the time. And the reason for it is because they are written at such a simple um, level because I spend so much time in research and in heavy reading that when I sit down on an airplane or before I go to bed and I just open up a Nancy Drew, it's really, and I love like mysteries and true crime and stuff. So like Nancy Drew is like the most boiled down. <laughs> yeah. That's super fun. Of, you know, mystery that you could possibly read. And, you know, so, um, but somebody said, so somebody said on our Facebook, so Abby Van Dyke, who I know we've talked about her on the podcast before yes. too. So she's a, a, a contributor. She read Game of Thrones. And so Jill and I both kind of laughed when we read that. It was like, no, summer is exactly the time <laughs> to read things like that. So it's that escape. It's that something that you really, you don't have the the um, emotional energy or the time to consume during the school year. It's the perfect time to read that. Yes. I love the rest of her um the rest of her comment though. Do, Colleen, do you have it in front of you that you can read? Because she read a whole different range of books as she, she worked her way through summer. Okay. So she read, yeah, let me go back to this. I just finished Game of Thrones and I'm currently reading The Impossible Mile by Johnny Agar, A-G-A-R. I'm not familiar with that, Jill. Um professionally, I'm reading the Writing Revolution, which actually sounds like something both you and I should read if we mm-hmm. haven't sounds already. Sounds like an English right? teacher read. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Spiritual reading is The Power of Silence by Cardinal Sarah and Letters to Myself at the End of the World by Emily Chapman. So those all, I mean, I'm actually kind of intrigued by those recommendations. That is a good, familiar that is a good range. Yeah. All right. I want to dive back into yeah. Forgive Everyone Everything. It's by Father okay. Gregory Boyle. And there was one page. So in yesterday's episode, we talked about one particular page that struck you. And I remember this page as well. It's page 49 for anyone who has the book. And we're actually just going to read the page. Actually, I'll read the page. And then Colleen has more okay. reflection on what happened on that page. So this page is titled Jesus. It's a beautiful picture. And it says this. Jesus says, if you love those who love you, big wow, which I believe is the original Greek. He doesn't suggest that we cease to love those who love us when he nudges us to love our enemies. Nor does Jesus think the harder thing is the better thing. He knows it's just the harder thing. But to love the enemy and to find some spaciousness of for the victimizer as well as the victim resembles more the expansive compassion of God. That's why you do it. 
to be in the world who God is. Here is what we seek, a compassion that can stand in awe at what the poor have to carry rather than stand in judgment at how they carry it. And then the verse here is from Luke chapter six. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Okay, so what comes to mind, Colleen? I know you have some ideas here, and I think this one really struck me because it's so easy to love the people who are closest to you, and it's so hard. And again, this goes back to the title, Forgive Everyone Everything. It's so hard to Mm -hmm. love and to be there for the people who have been difficult in our lives. Right, and so to say... Uh, we, people don't generally forgive easily. And so, and that's the whole point of, of this entire book. It's something, it's a process, right? You have to work through some things. So on, on this, there's actually a lot to unpack on this page. And I'm, I'm going to take that, that, um, scripture from Luke and carry it into our conversation about retreats, um, in another episode. So I'm not going to get into that too much, but the, the one piece on here, let me see. Here is what we seek, a compassion that can stand in awe at what the poor have to carry rather than stand in judgment at how they carry it. That kept that kept echoing in my head. I kept you know, repeating that line back to myself. And because we, we do often, well, why can't they just, do you ever say that out loud? Have you ever said that out loud? You look at someone who, you know, either as someone who's panhandling or, you know, so whatever. And you say, why can't they just? Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, in, in my own household, we've had that conversation. And so there, you, you've got to reflect a little bit more on um, the things that other people carry. And there's a lot. Yeah, there's another line on this well, page. about there's that. A, What did he say? I, about I that? love this line. Well, I love this line. Com, com, uh, the expansive compassion of God. And I think um, I think that mm-hmm. concept really carried me through this year a bit of just um in moments of being overwhelmed, new job and everything else, like you just have these moments where you just say, yes, I'm a yes person. So I said yes to a lot of big things. I have no regrets about that. But I think I was modeling and that's the Holy Spirit doing its work is, is I was modeling the expansive compassion of God in a few ways. And I'm really grateful that, um, you know, through the work of the Holy Spirit that was happening in my life. And now I kind of have this, I'm tired, but it's one of those big, take a deep breath and say, yeah, Lord, you carried me like you carried me through because the expensive, the expansive and expensive com- uh, compassion of God, <laughs> it's really wide. It's really big. It's, it's not just about loving the people close to us. That would be pretty selfish. So I think that, mm-hmm. um, that's really big for me. And I think, I mean, this verse, this chapter from Luke, um, it's verses 30 to 32. This, you could, you could spend your year, you could spend your whole life, uh, working your way through this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so actually on on that note, because I know we are going to come back and talk about that scripture in another episode. So I'm just going to stop us because we are just about out of time anyway. So that is the bell and it's time to get back to class. There are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to try to do our best. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. And we will see you next time.